K-A-L-W. Fairfield is a city located right in between the Bay Area and Sacramento and near the agricultural land of the Sassoon Valley. The Native American Sassoon tribe lived in the area before Spanish colonists arrived. Fairfield became a city in 1903, but its significance to Solano County dates back to the mid-1850s when it was named the county seat. Today, Fairfield is home to more than 100,000 residents, and there's a lot going on in town, including community groups that stepped up to help during the pandemic. In this episode, we'll hear from two Fairfield residents who've brought these efforts into the limelight. Community members call me from time to time, and they'll talk about a specific episode of a show um, that really had an impact. That's Fairfield resident Kay Patrice Williams. She hosts a talk show called Turning Point with Kay Patrice, where she interviews Solano County locals making a difference. I love when people ask questions and engage. And part of what we do is we say, we want to connect you to the speaker. This is What Works. We're talking about people and local groups who are innovating solutions around the Bay. I'm your host, Sonia Narung, taking you on a tour of neighborhoods where you'll learn about impacts that can stretch beyond the pandemic. In our last episode, we spoke with Kay Patrice about her live interviews with local figures, like Solano County's Superintendent of Schools. Today, we'll continue that conversation by taking a deeper look at how she reaches a community that often gets overlooked by the media. Community members call me from time to time, and they'll talk about a specific episode of a show um, that really had an impact, like credit repair or um, mental health or education. I see the views go from, you know, 500 to some of our shows do 2,000 views. So I see that. I know that there are hundreds of people watching, but I really, because we're not spending a lot of time with each other yet, you know, I'm in a, I'm still in a vacuum. I don't really know the true impact, but every blue moon I'll talk to someone and they'll say, I saw that show. That was amazing. I learned so much. So that's meaningful. And you have also been able to, you know, look at issues that pop up or that are issues of concern to the community. I remember when the number of COVID-19 infections was increasing right before Thanksgiving and going into the holidays, you had Solano County's public health officer on. And, you know, as as Asian Americans start to face an increase in violence, you had a uh, an entire show dedicated to stopping the hate. And, you know, can you tell me about how you react to these really important uh, news issues and focus on them in such a, an effective and quick way? You know, I think I'm effective because I'm learning along with my audience. I'm learning with my audience. And I think the people that I interview, they know that in a heartfelt way, I want to know what is happening, how they are being impacted, and how we can all stand together. Any group that's experiencing racism and hatred, we all need to stand up together. And through the show, 
I was experiencing those feelings and emotions. And that happens all the time. I'm always, I'm growing through this show. So I can just imagine the community growing with you in an even more tremendous way because they are being um, exposed to such important voices that they may not have even known existed or that they may not get to interact with. And you are bringing these voices and these people to the forefront. I just see myself as the girl next door, the community member next door that so happens to be able to turn on her video camera and connect with the community in just this very unique way, this way that had to happen during the pandemic. When I see your shows, I see people asking questions. I see you giving out contacts for people and you are continuing to link local residents with people in the community. And, you know, you're continuing that role, but on Facebook, on YouTube, and it's just, you've, you've really elevated how far neighborly contact can go. It feels like a conversation that's happening in the living room. And I love when people ask questions and engage. And, you know, and part of what we do is we say, we want to connect you to the speaker. And they do, they get a a lot of contacts after the show, which is, um, that's as it should be. Uh, What what do you have next in store? What are your plans as we open up, as the state emerges from the pandemic for your upcoming shows? Well, we're going to do some focused material um, and shows educating the community surrounding the vaccinations. You know, what it, whatever concerns that you are having about the vac- being vaccinated, we want to bring that forward because we stream live and you can ask questions live, which is so much fun because when you ask questions, I will... Um, highlight your question and uh, give you a little shout out. Um, So you really become part of our show, which is a lot of fun. That's Kay Patrice Williams. You can find her live stream video show on Facebook or online at turningpointwithkaypatrice.com. She recently hosted a panel discussion about stopping violence against Asian Americans with recently elected city council member Doris Panduro. We'll hear from the councilwoman later in this episode. But first, let's take a look at some other TV shows made right here in Fairfield. I'm in front of Fairfield City Hall. It's a pretty large brick building on a tree-lined street in a quiet part of town. From this building, the city government runs three television channels with a variety of programs produced in-house. That includes the food show What's Good Fairfield, which takes viewers inside the local restaurants. It starts from when we... um have the experience of working at many Thai places and then me and my family decide to open this place that we have uh, looked for a place like almost a year before we decide to open this one. We offer Thai food, only Thai food. We have our own recipe that um, many places don't have and um, we, um, we serve it from northern of Thailand and center of Thailand. So yes, just these two parts of Thailand. That was the owner of Pikul Thai Bistro. His name is Nam Chai A. There's also a show called In Your City, which visits local entrepreneurs, including Mornay and Nicole Van Staden. 
They're the owners of a quickly growing, unique chain of cafes called Journey Coffee Company. Um, we have a lot of local products. We have our honey, we have a local pottery lady, we have an air plant uh, company that's local as well. That um, We buy from all of our shirts and apparel is locally bought as well. So every bit of retail we have normally is locally sourced and supporting local businesses. The program How It Fits takes viewers inside the inner workings of city government with episodes about the parks and fire departments. The youth division is gearing up for an exciting summer. A variety of summer camps are being offered, including specialty Lego and chess camps, as well as full-day summer camps to accommodate working families. These programs can be streamed online at fairfield.ca.gov live. Fairfield also airs all city council meetings online and on local TV, Channel 26. One exciting new development here, last November, Doris Panduro became the first Latina to ever be elected to Fairfield City Council after winning 73% of the vote in her district. It's hard to even keep track of just how many boards and commissions Doris Panduro serves on, the list is so long. Just to name a few, she's on the Solano Commission for Women and Girls. She's a board member and past president of the Solano Hispanic Chamber. And that's not all. She's also a member of the Fairfield Sassoon Rotary Club and Voces Unidas de Solano. Throughout the pandemic, Panduro has worked to represent District 5, a majority Hispanic area of Fairfield. Reporter Andrew Garcia produced this profile of the councilwoman. Many of us have grown accustomed to work meetings over Zoom, and the Fairfield City Council is no different. Councilmember Moy? Yes. Councilmember Panduro? Newly elected council member Doris Panduro has wasted no time introducing resolutions. The Council of the City of Fairfield hereby resolves that the City of Fairfield will not tolerate xenophobia and condemns the rise in hate crimes, attacks and attitudes against Asian American and Pacific Islander communities. Learning the ropes and listening to public comment. Over a year earlier, as the pandemic was starting, a big part of her job involved listening to the community while working for a local state representative. So they would call us and we would answer and they were just ecstatic to talk to a person. They were hard stories to hear. A lot of families, you know, telling your story of I have five dollars in my bank account. How am I supposed to feed my children? My wife lost her job. I'm, I lost my job. And you're trying the best that you can to... Um, to give them some hope that it's coming, help is coming, just hang in there. What drives Panduro to do the work that she does? It's hearing directly from the community. She takes great pride in listening to people in her district. They're like, you're actually out here talking, you know, talking to us? Absolutely, this is, this is how I, I, I talk. This is how I meet you. I want to I wanna know who I'm going to be representing. I want them to know me. Fairfield is quite a diverse place with a growing Latino community, which makes up more than a quarter of the population. And I think as we are growing, we are wanting to have more access, a bigger voice. As a leader, she wants to lift up voices that aren't heard as often. Whether that's a young person, a person of color, a community that's underrepresented, our immigrant population. So we have a great diverse, a group of a great diverse community and our city council up until this past year, I felt was not fully representative of our entire community here in Fairfield. During her campaign, stories she heard from the people of Fairfield really moved her. 
especially from this family. And the mom started telling me her story of how her and her husband came from Mexico to California. That story of the sacrifices that they made to bring their family over. Um, I remember being in tears because now here are their children graduating high school with scholarships, traveling abroad, getting into college. The resilience of that family their perseverance, their, their sacrifice to build a better life for themselves. And those stories are the ones that just remind me why I do what I do day in and day out. Pandora herself is a daughter of immigrants from Mexico. Her mom settled in Sassoon Valley at the age of three, and her dad immigrated there as a teenager. Both of them worked hard, her dad as a stonemason and her mom in the fields with her family through high school. Her mom got her associate's degree from Solano Community College and eventually became the school's main accountant. Panduro says her parents and grandparents have given her a strong foundation. And because of their sacrifices, I'm able to have the opportunity to sit at these tables where people like me, it, that look like me, that come from the similar backgrounds, might not ever get to or they struggle to get to, but my path has led me here. The day after getting elected, Panduro drove through Sassoon Valley for breakfast with her sister. And on my drive there, I could not help but get emotional to think that I was driving through land that my family once labored in, and now I was standing on it as an official city leader. As if the pandemic did not hit the community hard enough, last August, Fairfield evacuated several neighborhoods during the LNU Lightning Complex fire. The wildfires were especially dangerous for Spanish-speaking farm workers in the area. And they were living in their cars because they didn't know where to go. They didn't know where to get help. Um, and that's what we were learning, that there was some issues with communicating information in Spanish and how it was being distributed. Panduro worked closely with the local organization Voces Unidas de Solano to reach the immigrant population and address challenges they faced during the pandemic and fires. And then because of the pandemic, a lot of them also were living in multifamily households, which, again, if one person gets the, got COVID, there was nowhere for them to isolate, self-isolate, because they were already living in tight quarters. So all these issues started coming up. The fire only added to that. Panduro is also working with Voces Unidas to address many more issues that often go unheard. People are coming to them to help outreach to the Latino population, whether it's COVID, suicides are up higher, and I guess it's it's been prevalent in Latino communities, so there's suicide prevention events and programs that are going on that they have been reached out to. Domestic violence has increased overall, but it's been a very high rate within the Latino community. On top of all this, the community faced another challenge, getting an accurate census count. Since more participation would mean greater funding for Fairfield, Panduro teamed up with the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, the local chapter of the NAACP, and other community members to increase census involvement. They helped build trust in the process while also offering resources for the community. Providing census information, answering questions, and we had free food boxes and masks and hand sanitizers that we were giving out to families or individuals that were coming up to the table. 
So we actually ended up doing very, very well with regards to our numbers of individuals who turned in the census, but it was definitely a community effort. Last year, Fairfield divided the city into districts and moved away from citywide elections. With this shift, Pandura was elected by and now represents District 5, a majority Latino area. And while the council still represents the entire Fairfield community, each member has a direct tie to their district. I have a more ear to the ground with regards to the issue specifically to this district, which I think is helpful and it's a positive thing. And that is one thing that I ha- how it has changed the politics here. Panduro has big dreams and hopes for the future, including revitalizing downtown, improving Allenwood Park, and helping the city devise a new blueprint to take Fairfield into the next 30 years. As we see the light at the end of the pandemic tunnel, Panduro is hopeful her community can begin to connect again. The parades? I miss my par- I love home- my hometown parades. I- we have a great 4th of July parade. Oh my gosh. I've been a judge. I was ecstatic. I was like the biggest nerd. I was so excited to be a judge. Those are the things that I miss. I miss the events where our community comes together and celebrates whether it's a holiday or one of our festivals. With excitement in her voice, I can tell events like these are when her town comes alive. Thinking back to the census, Panduro describes perfectly what Fairfield is all about. And it was just amazing. The You know, when you ask for help here or you for the community, everyone just steps up. And it's such a beautiful thing and I love it. I love going to events like that and just seeing how everyone just pulls it in and we make it happen for our community when it's a need. Thanks to Andrew Garcia for bringing us that profile. Doris Panduro's vision for neighborhood events and parades in the not-too-distant future seems like a natural fit for a town that prides itself on teamwork. It's this kind of spirit that powers the solutions we'll hear about in the next episode of What Works. We'll travel to Richmond to learn how locals are growing their own vegetables to create a self-sufficient food system. Then we'll visit the bicycle program Rich City Rides and hear from owner Najari Smith. Anybody who needs a bike can get a bike for free from Rich City Rides. It's like the starting ticket for becoming a part of our bicycle family. That's next time on What Works, grassroots solutions around the Bay Area. What Works is a production of KALW Public Media. Subscribe to What Works wherever you get your podcasts or check it out at KALW.org slash whatworks. That's where you can find all of our stories. Support for the series comes from Renaissance Journalism's Equity and Health Reporting Initiative with funding from the California Endowment. Thanks also to the Association for Continuing Education, ACE. Our team includes the reporters you heard from today, along with Shireen Adil, Hanan Baba, David Boyer, Francisco Delgadillo, Gabe Graben, Angela Johnston, Marissa Ortega-Welch, James Rollins, and Ben Trefney. Thanks for listening to What Works. I'm Sonia Narang.